0: Hi, my name is Chris Fivey from Darkview Studios, and you're listening to Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk.
1: This week, Morse and Peter talk about the D&D 5e video games Baldur's Gate 3 and Celasta Crown of the Magister. In the news, New TSR files for bankruptcy, Modiphius buys the solo RPG 5 Parsecs from home, Cocaine Albear RPG released, and more, plus our favorite game in all the world, and a brand new sketch about Wizard Tower Repair Contractors. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week's episode is sponsored by the Harold Longchin Viking Memorial Service. We'll put you on a boat and set fire to it, for a reasonable fee of 98% of your estate, of course. Entry to Valhalla guaranteed, not a guarantee. All oh, the tabletop are playing news. We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse. And Morris is unofficial. Tabletop RPG.
2: Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, AKA Morris,
3: or Morris, AKA Russ. And with me this week is Pete Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Rollers. Russ, it is a delight to be There's something missing. There's a void. So there's a great absence in the force. Hmm. Uh, well... I can't think of what it could be though. Well, if it's important, you'd remember. I'm sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> now I feel bad. <laughs> so Jessica
2: is yes. not here this week because
3: Jessica yeah. is in Ireland. In Dublin. Mm. Having a great time. By the banks of the lippy, possibly drinking Guinness. We just mm. don't know at this time. We don't know.
2: But We, um, are we however, are not in Ireland. We are back in Southampton and we are making a podcast right now as you listen to this.
3: Enjoying high 20s temperatures for very low values of enjoying <laughs> mm. yeah, we are not set up lot. for this sort of temperature. Tell yeah. so what we are
2: set up for. Right. It's not what I was going to say. I was going to say RPG news. I was going to do a, a marvellous segue into the news section of the podcast. That would be pretty smooth. But you ruined it. I did. <laughs> I do it again in a second. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Never mind. Yeah, okay, right, we do have news, we do have news, and um, the biggest news of the week is, um, huh, we haven't mentioned them for quite a while. It's been months, I think, since we mentioned.
1: The TSR News Update.
3: New TSR. Oh, I quite like the way it's written down, because as soon as I read it, it is Nutzer. So. <laughs> yes. And I mean, it's TSR. called a Nutzer going forward, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or new TSR, it depends on whether yeah. I wish to riff off New Metal or whether I wish to uh, just, like, laugh at them. You? Both.
2: Yeah. I suppose i better do a quick recap for those who have either forgotten or who are newer to the podcast and don't know who New to are.
3: Aww. Hop into the Wayback Machine, everybody. I'm Here gonna we go. I'm
2: going to try this really quickly and skip over it, though. I don't want to get into too much detail. So New TSI are formed about two years ago by Justin Lanassa and Stephen Reinhardt. I can't remember his name. Reinhardt? Reinhard, uh, yeah, Reinhardt, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's give him his full noble title, Justin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um And um, what happened was they noticed that the uh, trademarked TSR, which was the company that created D and D back in the nineteen seventies, and which yeah. was bought by Wizard of the Coast in the nineties,
3: um,
2: had lapsed. It wasn't currently registered, so they right. immediately registered it and oh. started a new company called TSR. Yeah, uh, claimed ownership of TSR, claimed to pretty much be the original TSR, and then went on a uh, say a, a a year or two sort of ride of controversy shall we say Is that a fair statement
3: i i, I think it's uh it, it's it's more of an understatement than anything else mm. uh, and certainly their claims to be the reincarnation of t s r would be true because like a reincarnation has no parts of the original involved and certainly <laughs> that's very much the case here.
2: <laughs> Fair.
3: Um, yeah, so yeah, so there
2: was a lot of racist stuff. There was a lot of transphobic stuff. There yeah. was things said on Twitter. There were videos made. A lot of doubling yeah, down. Got Native
3: Americans as well. I, I, I mean, the man, the, the, the man just never met a minority that he didn't hate. It's, yeah, um, so it's
2: a choice. It kind yeah. of went on for a year or two. Yes, and then um, they decided to try and sue Wizards of the Coast to stop them from putting, I think it was disclaimers, in front of products. <laughs> oh. You know the disclaimers that go, these are, were a product of our time and views don't necessarily reflect views that we hold. These that's Those sort of standard boilerplate disclaimers you see in front of some things.
3: So they they, they tried to sue Wizard of the Coast... To stop them doing that. To, to interfere with Wizard of the Coast doing stuff with its own stuff. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um, I, I mean, that seems like a reasonable use of... Time the, the, they failed,
2: obviously, because
3: that was nonsense. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. and then
2: found themselves on the receiving end of a lawsuit from Wizards of the Coast, which has been <laughs> ongoing for the last year
3: or so. Oh, they bought it on themselves. Yeah. They could have yeah, carried poked on the bear being, and the bear snapped. So, um They, they could have been tropodites for, for for years, to come. And so they yeah. said, Yeah, let's go poke let's go let's go poke a let's go poke about bear.
2: <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, so ever since ever since they've been involved in this um, in this lawsuit with Wizards of the Coast, which has not got to trial stage, it's all because lawsuits to pages, so it's all these oh, yeah. paperwork stuff that happens for a like, year beforehand. I... But yeah. anyway, 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 as of this week, yeah. New TSR has filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah,
3: this is uh, Chapter Seven bankruptcy. <laughs> First, first, you can't just say that and let, let me draw the this is, this, is, yeah, this, is,
2: this is the company that was recently described as a powerhouse of gaming. What? Was it the code? No, New DSR. <laughs> um, I'd like to try a little pop oh, quiz with Russ, you, please. please,
3: please, stop. This
2: powerhouse of gaming, how much would you say what maybe its gross revenue in the first six months of this year might have been?
3: what do you reckon i guess i i mean oh powerhouse of gaming mm. uh, probably cracked out an excellent $1 million dollar Kickstarter and you'd be looking uh i don't know 250 300,000 uh in a half year that would be for me like a powerhouse of gaming like mm. but you know not not if built on the scale of Monty Mr Monty Mr million dollar Kickstarter cook so mm. let's let's knock that down significantly. Let's say I don't know. You got enough to employ, like, say, you've got like a hundred thousand pound revenue. A uh, hundred thousand. So, yeah, yeah, something something like that. That's that <laughs> that, that that would be pretty good, but Jeez. it's not wild. You know? mm. Like, yeah, we're talking that. That I mean, that's still well beyond the reach of most the publishers. Mm. I I would never expect to see that from a year really my, myself. But mm. all anyway, right, okay. Would you like to know what the actual figure was? Yeah, go ahead. Play
2: a higher or lower.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be lower. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is, yeah. in fact, yes. their gross revenue yes. so far for 2023 yes. $621.93, according to the um, papers that they filed in their bankruptcy petition in North Carolina.
3: Huh. I suddenly become quite keen on their definition of powerhouse of gaming.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Maybe because of my figures the five figures from Drive RPG, thanks yeah. to incredibly generous people. Wow, does that, yeah. does that make me a powerhouse of gaming? I like a powerhouse of gaming. So,
2: <laughs> so <laughs> that gets balanced about about £400,000 in liabilities. Oh, damn! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh
2: my god! So, so, Chapter 7 Bankruptcy is the yeah. one where they completely liquidate all the assets to pay the creditors. Right, right, right. So basically, everything gets sold. Now, this is interesting because the creditors are listed as Justin Lanasa, the Dungeon Hobby Shop, <laughs> Justin Lanasa's Tattoo Parlour, Justin Lanasa's Lawyers. Wow. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, so, and also the IRS. <laughs> so basically, these creditors yes. are listed as being Justin Lanasa's other interests right um and what has happened now is on the tsr website all the products have been altered to remove the tsr logo and have a new brand called osr games on them instead okay so it looks like basically there are some assets and that's some like I am really not a, an accountant or a legal no. expert, but that's some way of trying to prevent those assets being sold to pay like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I
3: don't I know mean, how it works. I mean I, I mean, I might hazard the guess that maybe someone's trying to game a system. But top tip to people out there, don't try and game the legal system.
2: I think probably the courts would see that
3: in a second year. Yeah, yeah. I or maybe a completely legitimately. Hmm. Um Oh yeah. damn. 400 pounds of bipolar mm So yeah, so yeah, T S R bankrupt. no oh, shape. Yeah. I'd like want a more
2: detailed timeline of TSR's history. Like have that page on EN World which lists it like item by item. Mm. Going from when they were formed a couple of years ago all the way up to now. Yes. Um, and I you can saw see that. the entire, entire sorted sordid history with links to everything and all documented and stuff. Yeah. Uh, if, I mean, If you want to look at that. I'm not saying yeah, you should, but if you want to look at that, you can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just just for historical interest. To be warned, there is a lot of mm. racist stuff and transphobic so stuff on there and all sorts of horrible stuff.
3: Uh, I, I know. It's it's a horrible story, but at least it's got a happy ending.
2: Hmm. <laughs> interesting to see what happens next. So that with that lawsuit between Wizard of the Coast, so what happens is that gets automatically stayed. Yes. Uh, that goes on hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How... Ever, it is possible it might continue mm. because the lawsuit, uh, when Wizards sued TSR, they didn't just name TSR, they also mm. personally named Justin Alassa and <laughs> named the Dungeon Hobby Shop. <laughs> so it could continue on that basis. I don't oh. know. I don't know. I'm not an expert
3: on this subject at all. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Right, you know, if he's got any sense, he'll like, just. Gets- for mercy and keep his head down. Right. I can't. I, I can't. I can't see any lawyer trying to step into the vending because one, they won't get paid. And well, 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 two... TSR has a, has a lawyer, but probably I mean,
2: who's advising him? Inix <laughs> Law Group PC is the law firm which represents TSR, Dungeon Hobby Shop, and Justin and NASA.
3: Okay, I mean, so, I hope they're specialist
2: in be. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to happen now? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Truly is mystery. Yes, but anyway, yeah. I mean, we haven't mentioned uh, him in a very, very the, long time. Uh,
3: and, the, 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 we know he's going to wait like three, four months. They will pop up again because you know sometimes you just can't get those things to flush. But um, that's where we are. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just anyway. we'll
2: have to wait and see, won't we? Yeah. Well, this is the OSR games rebranding is a new company going to be formed or something? And when you're declaring bankruptcy, I'm sure there's an awful lot of. Inspection that goes on of what happens. Surely, I mean, I've never declared bankruptcy before, but I would imagine you basically yeah. get audited.
3: There's probably someone who wants to ask some questions. Like, yeah, yeah. Are you hiding your money? So you know, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't.
2: I don't quite see like if we can see it. I don't quite. I don't quite imagine that a very, very highly trained
3: legal accountant won't. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. Um, all I know about the IRS is that the Americans are all scared. Of them. Mm. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, that seems legit. Deeply scary people. Yeah, yeah. I oh, don't have to with them.
2: No. Okay, 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 let's move on. That's the TSR bit done. We have got some news about a Pendragon starter set. Oh. Which is coming on June the 29th. Yes. Not to Kickstarter, it's just being released, as I understand yeah. it.
3: Nice, nice, nice. It's kind of
2: weird, but if you mention a project these days, why, why automatically assume it's coming to Kickstarter unless someone says otherwise? Because yeah. that just seems to be the norm these days.
3: Uh yeah. Which is I, fine. I mean I don't I don't mind, but I mean I most most of the stuff that I make goes to Kickstarter. I I mean it just depends upon getting the funds, really. Mm. Like I know I don't tend to have cash up front to fund my projects. Yeah, and also it's just such much better
2: marketing than just releasing stuff usually, unless you have an inbuilt big audience of your own.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's always the risk with Kickstarters that they might fail. And mm. um, maybe some people just like they don't want the stress on their nerves.
2: Mm. Um, I suppose, yeah, they are stressful.
3: But anyway, this isn't the Kickstarter.
2: This uh, is a just a release. Awesome release. Yeah, yeah. Nice! So this is a boxed set yeah. for Pendragon, and Pendragon obviously is the... I mean, it's on like 7th edition or something now, yeah. I think. Greg, um, Greg, Greg
1: Stafford. Greg Stafford,
2: yeah. Freshman, um, yeah. Arthurian. A piece, yeah. Arthurian role-playing. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, been it's like for, all multi generation
3: and so forth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Games, um, games I
2: wish I could play, yeah. I've still never played it. I do yeah. have a edition of it. On my shelf here. Ooh. I'm not sure which one. Still never played it. I, mean, I'm, I am curious about I might, I might pick up this box set. But anyway, so in this box set, there's three books. A good starter
0: set. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So we've got, we got three books. The yeah. first one is um, The Adventure of the Sword in the Stone. Nice. And this helps you learn the Pendragon rules yeah. by playing a solo adventure. Oh. It's a clever idea, I think. That is a clever idea. Mm. Oh. I like that. Then book two is called The Fabled Realm, and that's basically the setting, Mm -hmm. the Arthurian setting. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And then finally, book three is The Sword Campaign, which is um, a a beginner-friendly campaign um, set over three game years at the early stages of King Arthur's reign. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then also there's pre-generated characters, 18 perforated battle cards, dice, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that that go along with it too. Yeah. It's the sort of stuff baseball. you get in a box set.
0: Yeah yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. That sounds very cool. Yeah. So that's going to be at com and for any local game stores. And that is going to be on June the 29th. And I probably am going to pick that up because I am intrigued.
3: Yeah. I could, I, could buy myself, I could see myself making space for it. Yeah. It's what? not bad price. 29
2: dollars $30 for all that. That it's is bad. very good. Because that's a lot of stuff. They've got a picture of all the stuff and it's a lot yeah. of stuff.
3: mm. I sort of feel like maybe starter of sets tend to be a little bit loss-leadery, because... They can be, yeah. Yeah, because if someone buys it, then they probably, if they enjoy it, want to buy your book. It
2: depends who you are. There is a scaling element involved in yeah. that.
3: Uh, a yeah. small company,
2: that is a lot harder for a small company to do oh, loss-leaders okay. than a large company. Yeah. Like, we're doing um, a couple of starter sets coming up, yeah. and we can't really make them loss-leaders. No. much as we'd like to, because... No yeah no,
3: you scale.
2: No, no. Yeah. Like yeah 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 i think we've got the uh what's sort of new starter set coming up it's going to Kickstarter like in a week or two actually the kickstarter cool. page is ready and stuff um and that i think is 24 quid so probably about 30 dollars i think yeah, and that's got a lot of stuff in it too yeah, yeah and that's got it's got um it's got four books it's Ooh. got three reversible poster maps it's got 30 um, odd tokens it's got dice um, it's got pre-generated um, characters uh, it's got you know it's got it's got a lot of stuff in it uh,
3: that sounds very good really yeah mean. yeah I've got lots of new books and that sounds quite tempting mm. Get me back into it
2: oh it is gorgeous as well
3: uh, and also having gorgeous. like all the tokens is, is good yeah yeah see. tokens and, are... and maps yeah. do like maps mm. sweet so, yeah hmm are you, I, I
2: seem to remember a few weeks ago you running a game of Honey Heist. Yes,
3: yes. Yeah. You, were, uh,
2: were you in that game? I was in that game, that's what no, I remember I, remember. That's right. yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't sure. I, I, I've run a lot of Honey Heist. <laughs> I've run a lot of games for us. So it's, you, it, it happened more than yesterday. You're, you're asking a lot of my memory. You're Fair asking enough. a lot of my memory. Very
2: yeah, well, Anyway, did you know that the Honey Heist system has been used to create basically a cocaine
3: bear-themed
2: tabletop RPG? Uh, you know the film that was released earlier yes, this year? Yes,
3: yes, okay. no, no, mm. cocaine bear is, is definitely on my radar. I I, don't know if I've seen the Honey Heist version. There's definitely at least one of cocaine bear-related RPG supplement that I've seen. Mm. I don't know if it's the same one. Tell me more about it. Well, it's sure. actually called Cocaine Owl Bear. I definitely haven't seen that. That's awesome. Let's go. <laughs>
0: Um, and you take the role
3: of
2: woodland creatures, <laughs> and you gain sentience after ingesting some magical cocaine.
3: Are we allowed to do that nowadays? Because I've got like whole, I've got a chemistry background and a lot of a lot of supplements that could be mm. written. So I need to know if people are okay with this. In their well, games. <laughs> you know, I think, I
2: think it's one of those things that is very clear what it is up front. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. I guess. Anyway. So yeah, and then you have to carry out a heist. Um, written, uh, which you find written on a piece of paper that you pilfer from the owner of the cocaine, um, and you have to keep taking cocaine to ensure you won't revert back to your ordinary animal form. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based on the Honey Heist system, you know. You have two stats, and the two stats are cocaine and woodland creature. <laughs> um, and that's basically it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like a one-page system, like, um, like like Honey Heist. It's very simple. Yeah. And uh, your, your animal types you could be it could be an owlbear, a ferret, a raccoon, a unicorn. Okay. That's yeah. <laughs> quite funny. This is made by Mike Lafferty, who also made some other honey heist based Sitham games, including Redneck Ninja. Nice. Um, and High Moon the Great Werewolf Robbery. Interesting. Hmm. And you can pick
3: that up for a dollar as well, so it's really cheap. That is a good price, though. That is a good price. Or cocaine owlbear related. Yeah, cocaine owlbear. Yeah. Cocaine owlbear. <laughs> oh. Do I want to make the switch? I'm thinking. I do. You know, you want to look at it at least. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> oh, I have got a little, little tiny bit of news. Mm. As our dedicated and loyal and amazing listeners will know, this is actually around about the fifth year anniversary of this podcast. Oh, I meant to mention that at the
2: start, and I totally forgot.
3: Yeah, I, I, I was wondering why you hadn't bothered, but... I, I literally like, totally
2: forgot. Yeah. And I didn't mean, yes, it is the fifth... Yeah, the five-year anniversary. We've been doing this for five years, Peter.
3: Morrison's an unofficial tabletop barbecue talk. Professional wow. is our middle name. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a long time.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Five, five years.
3: years. Oh. Uh, I, I like It's not helped by the absence of short-term memory and... time Yes, illusion. yeah. So it's our birthday, and we haven't even got a cake. Oh. I'm sad now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, but on the other hand, I have done something to celebrate. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. I gathered together a list of all of our episodes, which are designed to help out our wonderful listeners who are in the TTRPG industry. Okay. Um, I put it into a blog post on my blog. And... Oh, all the industry advice sort of episodes, you mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. So that's complete with links, um, mm-hmm. and a little bit of context. And that's on my blog. Ooh, how many of those have program. we done, then, out of curiosity? Oh, like 20-odd. I didn't really? count. Wow. Yeah, we've done, like, loads. It's oh, like, sort of very helpful of us, there. I think. Yeah, I thought so. Um, yeah. But obviously, it, it only helps people if people know it exists. Right, right, yeah. So previously, I was doing it for, like, the Level Up team, but I figured, oh, yeah. actually, maybe maybe there are other people who might be interested.
2: Yeah, so what sort of episodes have we... See, I'm trying to think back to the ones we've done over the last five years, and I, can't, I can barely remember. So what sort of episodes have we done on this theme?
3: Why don't I send you over a link so you can see it right, in the then. chat? How about that? That sounds like a plan. That's uh, homegrownhacking.com, and then just find one of our industry episodes. Yeah,
2: yeah. cool. we have done a few. Just how big is D&D anyway? What's an RPG freelance work? Why do you want to do that again? What's so the, because that, what's an RPG freelancer worth? We did, well, basically five years ago. Yeah, that's, and that's was,
3: episode two, so.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, and that was basically a look at what pay rates were in the industry.
3: Yeah.
2: And not even at that time, because that was referring to data that was a couple of years old as well, so it's looking at data that's like seven, eight years ago. Oh,
3: yeah. I want yeah, to do yeah.
2: that again, and I'm thinking what I might do is a big anonymous survey, so yeah. I'm not asking people to name and shame or anything like right. that, and they can just come along and they can just say literally, you know. Yeah. what the, what, they got, what they've been paid and it'll just have a look at what the average rates are and then you can just yeah. publish like, like this is the typical rate that people are getting paid at the moment yeah and then if you're running a company you can have a good kind of idea or if you are or if you are a uh, freelancer you can get a good kind of idea whether or not you're getting paid
3: more or less than average the average yeah you know well, I thought uh, that fun. anyway yeah i mean it'd be a good benchmark exercise and so forth um yeah. I mean, but even so, people are still saying that rates should be higher, obviously, which is mm. which is fair because inflation Absolutely. is not holding yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or, yeah just looking at
2: this list, yeah, we've done loads, haven't we? Yeah. yeah, loads and loads and loads. Yeah, there's quite a few we've got on logistics and things like that. Oh, yeah. price prices of things, how things, how how books work, and how they get published. Yeah, that's some, uh, some picture of publishers.
3: There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a t. There's a lot out there. So yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: Hopefully yeah. it be helpful. It? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Right, anyway. That was our birthday. Our, our fifth anniversary birthday.
0: Good.
3: Yeah. Okay, so. And of course, we should also say thank you at this point. Especially to Daryl, who... Oh, Daryl, who has been editing our podcast for five years. Yeah, Amazing. I mean, listen, if you think you've got a bad time, Daryl has listened to this for several times. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Daryl. Um, you do a great job. So, yeah. you know, like, we've mentioned solo role-playing a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting. Obviously, we've had the Pendragon soft set, though. Yeah, which
2: includes the solo adventure to teach you how to play the system. Although Pendragon yeah. isn't a solo game, but it has yeah, a, a solo adventure, which I think is a great idea. And, I'm, and my head is now whizzing, thinking, ooh, should I do that for my games? A solo adventure for a GM to play yeah. and learn the system that way. But anyway, that side, that side. Yeah, yeah. So, there's um, a, a game system called the Five Core System, the five core system, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, for that for that game system are things like um, five parsecs, um, or five parsecs from home, and five leagues from the borderlands. Uh, okay, so these yeah. are sort of solo... They call them to solo war games.
3: Solo war?
2: Yeah. They're sort of like, like... As I understand it, and I have not played these games, but you use miniatures, and it's kind of like skirmishy games, which are played on your own, with like solo game books. Okay. So like Fighting Fantasy with miniatures almost, but not. Which isn't helpful, is it, at all? <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, yeah, okay, so it's like a choose your own adventure that you sort of Yeah, have, like, but it's not really a choose record, your
2: own adventure no? either, but and then you, you you have these you have these teams and they gain experience and they you know you develop the teams and do more missions and stuff. And yeah. But anyway, the okay. reason I mention it is um, that Modifius has yeah. just acquired this ip from yeah. nordic weasel games who created and published the games originally both of these games battles are kind of like procedurally generated yes, with yeah with like enemies weapons battlefield circumstances objectives and stuff like that okay and then each time you earn experience you get loot the your your crew you know advances the story advances you can play it with whatever miniatures you have on hand
3: and um a few dice I mean, I suppose basically it's like a tabletop version of a computer game.
2: Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah a solo adventure war game is what they call it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, basically, it's just a way to indulge in the physical parts of the hobby without having to indulge.
2: Yeah, kind of feels a bit like um um. Oh, what were they called? The oh, my mind's just gone blank, and I utterly know what this is. The um, where aliens evaded Earth, and you form teams into on the video game. Are you trying to say XCOM? Yes, Xcom. Okay. sounds sounds to me a little XCOM-y. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, XCOM-y. I mean, again. I have not seen it just from what I you know from that description it
3: sounds a little maybe.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: I, I don't
3: know. Yeah, I mean c- certainly I would be a lot keener if there was like an Xcom version of that. Mm. Well. well. yeah. I mean we got there's two games so
2: far but they're, they're planning to make more. They're yeah, now yeah. planning to make more. So we've got five Parsecs from home where you have a ragtag crew of galactic trailblazers. brazers, blazers. blazers. Yes, And head out to explore the stars, pick up jobs and engage in action-packed sci-fi combat, which sounds fun. And then we've got Five Leagues from the Borderlands, which is in its third edition. And you command a warband of hard-worn adventurers fighting to reclaim the land from the sinister forces that threaten to envelop it in darkness. And again, procedurally generated campaigns, skirmish, miniatures, battles, you know, yeah. uh, monsters in this one. Ooh. And uh, they're planning on making more. And I, I like the idea of it. Yeah. I do like the idea of it.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I could. I could definitely see it had its place. Hmm. Um. I would probably want to. I'd probably want to give it a try out first mm. before I started of delving into it. But I do have a lot of lyric, little little classic models that need. I love them. I've got
2: loads, which you know don't get much use, but yeah, yeah,
3: mm. anyway,
2: Okay. That is a look thing. Good. Yeah. 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 Anything else coming up? Um. Is there anything else coming up? Ooh, let's have a look. There probably is. There is. Ooh, this is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So, for those who are fans of Vampire the Masquerade, if you would like to introduce romance to your vampires, Undead Romance. Okay. Renegade Game Studios, who are currently the people making the Vampire the Masquerade stuff. Yeah. It's a game that's gone from studio to studio in recent years. Sorry. I'm trying to avoid making a necromancer was, joke. Is about it is about a Paradox, White Wolf, Modiphius, Um Who else has had it? Renegade. Oh. Now it's been it's been it seems to have moved about a bit recently. But anyway, um, this is basically you normally like um, vampires, kind of like horror, yeah. Sort of. Uh, but this is introduce wide-eyed lovers and manipulative monsters. Right. Tools, techniques, and advice on how to bring romance to the undead with six fleshed-out storytelling characters and six detailed story concepts. Bringing romance to the undead. Yes, bringing okay. romance yep. to the undead. Sure. And, uh, there is there is a place for games with romance in them in the industry. Um for the you know, it's, not, it's not necessarily for everybody, but there is a place as long as I've got advice and safety tools romance and all that. In there.
3: Bed. I don't know, I have a conceptual problem that, but yeah,
2: sure, why not? Yeah. I mean I don't know whether this is the vampires having romance with each other, I assume, or or maybe it's like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, good grief! Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's coming out later this year, twenty twenty three. Um yeah. forty five,
3: it's gonna be forty five dollars for the hardcover. I mean, I suppose you've got Anne Rice setting the precedent, so...
2: Yeah, and this super- like, pretty much every vampire-based TV show basically involves a vampire and a, a 15-year-old high school girl, apparently, for some reason. That Isn't that basically how it
3: works? Seems problematic, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Buffy, that's what it yeah. was. And vampire the Diaries, that's what it was. Twilight, that's what it was. It's like, it's just the just a general I, story
3: for vampires I, on screen. I will have to bear to your superior knowledge of the... Actually Dracula, and Dracula and that's kind of what it was, wasn't it? Pretty much. I don't right you know if I describe it as there's that. definitely There's definitely an
2: inappropriate age group thing going on
3: with vampires. Well, I mean... And it always has been. Yes, yes. Jonathan Harker, uh, he was having, I guess what would you call it, uh, an inappropriate relationship with the brides of Dracula. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Shall we, shall we move on? I guess we could we could we move could. on. I think we have a place million. to go a great yeah, yeah. oh, uh, I checked my the other day, and I'd like to say thank you to the podcast listeners. You've been absolutely amazing uh with your help. That's been very important. I've managed to move over one thousand copies of crafting heritages and cultures, so that's like well, i I'm bought 999 just of them. Oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> no, I didn't. i That's really good.
2: That's really good going.
3: Yeah. I, I, there, 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 few people are more surprised about this than me. So. That's a lot. That is a lot. I mean, that's yeah. more than a lot of books I've sold. I I, I mean, essentially, uh, listeners to the show may recall that I only started doing this project because I wanted something to point to. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'll drive through RPG as a free download to say, look, you're wrong. Here's the mm. link explaining why. <laughs> <laughs> mm. and uh, then he said oh I can't read this it's too ugly I was like oh okay and he said oh you could hire an out person they're not that expensive mm. I asked for 300 quid and 6,000 pounds later I was like oh okay there's something to this uh, RPG lot." people seem keen I'm helping them in some fashion so yeah thanks very much
2: hmm right done the news that's it we're done there's no more news yeah oh well, right. I'll take the rest of the year on. <laughs> 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 that, that is literally it. There is no more yeah. news. I can't I can't see any more news.
0: It's time to play our favourite game. It's time to play the game. Our favourite game in all the
2: world. Guess the Kickstarter from just the name. Okay, let's play our favourite game in all the world, the game where I read out the name of a Kickstarter, and you try and guess what it is from just the name. A game that other than the the the, the slightly Weird version we played at the UK Games Expo the other week. We haven't played mm-hmm. properly in like a couple of years. Uh, well, I
0: probably,
3: guess. probably this year, really. We haven't played yeah. it. Okay. Months, well, let's give it a go. Why not? Yeah. I've you got to can... remember how it, how this works now. Well, basically
2: what happens is... It's you the scoring system, to... Peter. It's the scoring system. I've got to re-familiarise myself with the scoring system.
3: I thought you just entered the values into your entirely objective in the spreadsheet. Well,
2: oh, yes, but I've got to work out how to use the spreadsheet because it's very complicated. And there are many, many things that have to be fed into the algorithm before it spits out the correct score, yeah? I, I think we
3: should get Shin from the Carlton. Sort of. <laughs> <So, laughs> if you're not coming yeah. the yeah. Okay, alright. Should we do this then? Yeah, go on then. All right, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. What is The Last Caravan? Oh, nice. My immediate impulse is to say it is a supplement for second edition Ultraviolet Grasslands which has just come out on its sort of funeral, which I completely forgot to mention, because, you know, head empty, no thoughts. But I don't think it can be, because it's only just come out. Uh, For me, The Last Caravan, that evokes a sort of a storytelling game feeling. It makes me think of, like, not The Last Caravan to a place, but The Last Caravan from a place. So it's sort of like, I'm hoping for a story which will bring in themes about being a refugee. It's a caravan, so I guess, yeah, it's like, uh, it's a story game about, yeah, story game about refugees and um, leaving home where it will have themes of loss and sadness. Is what I'm hoping for. Hmm. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. Okay, cool. What's it
2: about? Um, the only thing you really miss there is it's a, a sci fi game. But other than that, oh, pretty okay. much. Okay. Um, so basically, there was um, aliens came to Earth, mm-hmm. yeah. there was a war, the humans lost. Nah. Um, and there's a nuclear winter now, um, and the humans are, like, trying to, uh, they're in a caravan to travel from where they are to some safety, and, like, mm. alien and human factions control the roads, and you have to sneak and talk and fight your way around, and it's all about, sort of, found family and survival yeah. in, a uh, sort of, sci-fi post-apocalyptic kind of world.
3: Okay. I mean, I guess the sci-fi element does add a... Layer of separation would mm. make it less grim to play. Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. So, I think you're quite close. I'll give you 7 out of 10 for that. Oh, cheers. Good score. Good score. Okay, next one is... Hmm, interesting. <laughs> You'll probably get this one, but I, I like the name of it. It's called Night, with a K.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Night. Uh, well, obviously, this is a game uh about Night Industries 2000 car, as in Knight Rider. <laughs> the, the, the rest is laughing. Perhaps I'm on the wrong track. It's not about Michael, right? <laughs> Uh I think I read the novelization of his origin story at one point. Garden. Mm. No, 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 I don't think it's about Knight Rider. Think <laughs> you, don't think it's, you don't think it's about Knight Rider? It's sort of like, there's a lot you could do with that. It could be so many things, it's sort of nothing at the same time um like the obvious choice is that it's a fantasy game probably maybe like a solo rpg or a journaling game that that might be an interesting take on it where you're a knight i mean i can up with lots of different things it could be but like i don't know you play a knight presumably in armor and apart from that it's very hard to tell unless there's like a helpful subtitle yeah i mean basically it's called knight and you play a knight i mean there's
2: not much else to say you are no. correct
3: yeah okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> um, like if you called it night and you drove a mecha, that would be kind of mm, fun. Yeah. If it's a yeah. solo or like I think there's could be a lot lot of design space around like it being a solo RPG or something. But all right, so you play a night. What's what's the stick then?
2: Um, basically, it's a D twenty roll under system, but right. the twist is your rolls always succeed. The
3: right. die just tells you how effective you are. Okay. It's interesting. Is this like a multiplayer game? As far as I know, yeah. A game with zero chance of failure. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's not it's not a solo game. Alright, alright. Huh. Anyway,
2: that's night. Nice. And yes, you get a thousand points out of a thousand because you got it exactly right. You oh, it's good nice. night and you play a Night. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um let's do one more. Yeah. One more. Let's go. Ooh, let's go with Twenty Eight Bounties and Most Wanted. Is that the title? Yes. It feels like is, no twenty bounties. Sorry, twenty bounties and most wanted.
3: Uh, this feels like it's uh, one of those compilation games where you're getting like two games in one thing, which are vaguely related. like I know twenty bounties is where you play a lawman trying to collect bounties, and the most wanted would be you are said desperados uh, attempting to evade said lawman. Hmm. Um so, I'm going to take a point. It's probably got a Western theme. Um, and I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just like trying to expect it. But it feels like maybe these are solo games. Yeah. Okay. So, what this is, they're not. it's not solo games, but they're one shot games. Okay.
2: And each one has an original villain. There's yeah. 20 one shots, 20 bounties. There, um, there are two games, yeah? Uh, no, no. Oh, it's just one game. Mm. Oh, okay. So, so a, each one has an original villain for the bio and adventure overview. Okay. And it's system neutral. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's not for a specific system. Um, So it's designed to be flexible and you can just like fit it into any game that you play. Yeah. Um, And uh, that's basically it. You get a pair of print and play minis or tokens that go with each one. Um, uh, There's some battle maps added to the Kickstarter campaign, but basically that's what it is. It's a book of sort of 20 one-shot adventures based around sort of like 20 unique villains. 20 unique villains?
0: Mm. Uh
2: They're for fantasy, not western. Oh, okay. Uh, so the fantasy, um, fantasy villains. Yeah. All right. It's an interesting little Kickstarter. This was for 14 days today. It's made 284 pounds. Very small okay. Kickstarter. Well, what's it? Uh, got? It only had a 59 pound goal. Um, oh, that's right. because it was in Canadian dollars, I think. So it yeah. was, yeah, it was 100 Canadian dollars, and it's yeah. made 481 Canadian dollars. Um. Cool. Yeah, so you know, it's just a little Kickstarter, but it's you know, it, it's um, it's it's funded now. It's doing okay. Yeah. It's only three Canadian dollars to back it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, which is about two quid, two pounds, yeah. or
3: yeah. Uh, um, that's, that's losing what twenty quid off the top. So yeah, not bad.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. there we go. Anyway, that is twenty yeah. bounties and most. Yeah, yes, right. There we go. On. We've done it. We have played the uh, our favorite game in all the world. We've played the Kickstarter game. No are you 19th, not entertained? <laughs> there weren't any really weird and wacky titles this week, unfortunately. Otherwise, I really yeah. like the really weird and wacky ones where you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> they're, all quite, they're all quite descriptive, so they weren't that hard. Like, Night was kind of easy to get, wasn't it? Uh,
3: it well, yeah, it was, it was going with the best one. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that Last was. Caravan was quite good. Hello,
2: Governor! Bodger, 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 Bodger and Bodgers. What? Uh, the Builders, you called us for a quote. Bodger, 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 Bodger and Bodgers.
3: Oh, yes, you're, you're six hours late. Well, we had another job on, see? Busy, busy, busy. That's very nice of you, I'm sure. I'm so happy for your success. All right, Governor. No need for the sarcasm. Don't call me Governor. All oh, right, you are, Squire.
2: Oh, Squire. Look, mate, I'll call you whatever you like. Boss, gaffer,
3: skipper, and about a ducky? Ducky? Oh, a perfectly prominent word where I come from. Look, I am a wizard, a master of the Arcane arts. the sixth-ranked sorcerer in the nine realms, holder of the keys of Antioch, and, most importantly, the owner of this bleeding tower, what I have subdued to repair. Ducky, then. Ah, uh, whatever. Look, what's it going to cost me? Let's have mm. a look.
2: Well, oh, hmm, mm. just need to make some notes. It's really a very simple quote. Look, see, it's just a leaking roof. Oh, it's not that simple, ducky. Uh, let's just go back to now. All right, you are, Gov. Now, it may look like just a leaking roof, but you have a mycological problem. I have. Green stinkhorn, to be precise. Green stinkhorn? I've never heard of it. Well, it's a common mold, Guff. Seen it a million times. Now, I see. Now, what is that going to cost me? Well, uh, defumigate the tower scrape off the mould install the anti-mould badges, repair the hole in the roof and then repaint the whole thing we're looking
3: at oh look look can't you just put a plank of wood on it or something put a plank of wood on it I'm a professional gov when you call Bodger 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 and Bodgers you get the best bye, bye. if you will not put an end to this conversation uh, give me a price well, all in all, that's going to come to ah. Uh, is that your summoning circle over there? It is, yes. Yeah. Hmm, it's, uh, it's misaligned, Gov. Misaligned? I had that installed by the King's Royal Engineer Corps. Every stone was placed according to precise and exact mathematical measurements. It cost me a fortune. Well, it's misaligned. See that fourth
2: stone from the left? And that should be congruent with the ninth place of the zodiac. Otherwise you miss planar
3: leakage. Planar leakage? There's no such thing. I have studied at the finest magical schools in fourteen empires, and never once have I heard of planar leakage. Never heard of planar leakage? Good luck. In my line of work it happens all the time. Green, stink planar leakage. Whatever next? Well, now you come to mention it. I assure you, my good sir, it was merely a rhetorical question.
2: Well, you merely have rhetorical support issues in your dungeon here, Gov. Of course I have. Ah, sarcasm again, Gov, I'm just trying to help. i fine.
3: What's wrong with the dungeon? Well, see here, you're using Quicksilver struts in the far corner. Yes, yes, I was told Quicksilver was the strongest material that could buy. Ah, true, true. Nothing stronger, but it has an expansion issue. Has it now? That's yes,
2: indeed, Garth. See, the chemical nature of a Quicksilver means that over the years it absorbs magical energies. And so? And so it expands. See, you can see where the supports are
3: misaligned. Look, it's a process called effervescence. Well, now I know you're making sure Effervescence is a to being fizzy, like a potion with bubbles in it. Or a shark.
2: A fizzy shark. Never mind. Look. Effervescence in the building world refers to the ethereal bubbles which form in the structure of our chemical materials, especially arcane composite alloys like quicksilver. Oh sure, hundred percent positive, Governor. You're going to have to replace the supports
3: throughout. Oh, this is ridiculous! All I called you for was a simple job of fixing a hole in the roof of my tower, and now you're being green you stinkhorn, and leakage and ethereal effervescence. Oh, my job is to give you the facts, Gov. Your job is to fix the bleed hole in my roof. Well, it's up to you, Gerv, but if you leave these things, you'll regret it later. But hey, I'm just a humble builder. What do I know? Uh, fine, fine, that's all. Give, give me a price, and let's get on with it. Ah, very well, Ducky.
2: Hey! Uh, sorry, old it Now, so, Stinkhorn Treatment, special offer this season, so you'll save a bit on that. Now, for the Summoning Circle, we'll need to realign the planes
3: and calibrate the... Uh, wait, wait, what did you say? Uh, special offer on the Stinkhorn. No, no, there's a bit about uh, re- realigning the planes? Oh, yeah, yeah, well, your summoning stone is
2: uh, misaligned, so we'll need to, uh, you know, move the planes.
3: The planes, has in.
2: The planes of existence, yes, Gov. What?
3: All of them? Well, yes, yeah, got to get them all aligned with the stone, don't we? Uh, let me be clear. You want to realign the entire cosmology of the multiverse to avoid planar leakage on a summoning stone. Yeah, that's right, Gov. Can't you just. Move so. the stone. Hmm, I suppose that would be easier, wouldn't it? Easier than restructuring the very foundations of reality and altering the infinite fabrics of existence. Yes, I would think so. Oh,
2: well, you are, Gov. I mean, it's cutting a corner a bit, but I guess it will save you a bit of cash. Yeah, I'm sure you're a builder? Of course I am, Gov. Bodger, 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 and Bodgers. Finest builders in all the land.
3: Uh, which one of those are you?
2: Oh, I'm Bodger, Gov. Oh, of course you are. So, shall we go ahead with the work? As long as there are no more nasty surprises. Oh, I can't make any promises, Gov. But you know, we'll do our best. Very well. What's the damage? Well, if we're not realigning the multiverse, that comes to a total of yeah, one hundred and twenty. One hundred and twenty gold. One hundred and twenty thousand gold, Gov. What? That's preposterous! A
3: pit! I could buy a whole new tower for that. True, true, but we do have the Bodger, 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 Bodger and Bodger's guarantee. Maybe not, but definitely won't have some made-up thunders, bills for our realignment, or fizzy, bleeding sharks. Oh, to be fair, the fizzy sharks was just a grammatical example, Gov. That's not the point. Well then, Gov, I'm not entirely clear what the point is. The point is, my good sir, that you are trying to take me for a biscuit.
1: A biscuit?
3: A, a ride, sorry. You are trying to take me for a ride. There's no such thing as green sinkhole. Planar leakage definitely isn't a thing. And has this quick silver effervescence nonsense. Ah, fair dues you've got me. I made it all up. I knew it.
2: Nobody fools while fellows are magnificent. Oh, I imagine not. He's a very clever chap. You, on the other hand. What's about me? Will that be cash or check?
1: Malak the Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash morris. There, I said it. Could you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right. Don't forget... Patreon.com slash Morris. Can I go now?
2: Uh, So, this week we are going to talk about a couple of 5e video games. And they've both been around for quite a while in... I think We're talking about Slaster and Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. And Baldur's Gate 3's been around, I believe, in early releases to the it It's been two years now, yeah, yeah. Ever. But slasher is out, isn't it, and has been
3: Oh, so yeah, yeah, Slaster is now on its second DLC. Yeah. Or, no, right. actually, third or four, actually. Yeah, it's okay. got its second high-level adventure out. Hmm. Excited. But
2: they're, they're kind of the only two sort of big 5e-powered video games, I think. Hmm. Mm.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, to my knowledge, I don't think there's any, like, unlike in the world of tabletop gaming, mm. where there is... Every time you turn around, you lock into another 5e-powered game. I think mm. there's just like the two major ones that are out at the moment, which are those two. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, you've played them both. Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, I'm a bit oh. out of date on Baldur's Gate 3 because earlier, like late last year or earlier this year, they said they were going to finish it off for August. Mm. So they, they've been changing things around. I've been deliberately trying to not spoil it myself. Right. Yeah. So when does that officially come out? Uh, that will be August end of I believe I'll see if I can get you a date. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty soon.
0: Uh,
3: I might have installed it because it takes up an absolutely whopping space on my hard drive. Port Escape Three, yeah, Oof. this this is like seventy nine point two gig or game. Mm, yeah, that's a big game. Yeah. That is that is not a small one. Oh, uh, we've got patch pop fix. Can update? Yeah, Bordersgate launches is August 23, um, got J K was doing some voice acting. Okay, that, so August 23rd though, so, okay. Yeah, and that, that was 9th of December 22nd, 22, 22, that it came out, so I imagine they're in full crunch mode at the moment, mm. trying to get this thing ready. Yeah. So, one of them's
2: kind of official, and that's the Bordersgate 3 one. That's right, yeah. And Slaster is unofficial and made using the Open Gaming License.
3: Yes. Is that yes. Correct? I. I. Um. I think it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's. it's I'm, I'm not entirely sure of the legal situation, but. Uh. It does. U- it does use the OGL. Um. Mm. Quite extensively. It also homebrews in a lot of different. A uh, lot of different ideas. So yeah, it's pretty. Interesting.
2: Okay. Yeah. So what do you say? is like the main difference between the two. Then. I mean. Right, are they both good for a start? Are they both confident, really good games?
3: Yes, but in sort of different ways. Mm. Which I know sounds like a bit of a cop out, but they, they, they are really they're both five E, but they are sort of quite quite different in feel.
0: Mm. Um
3: like Baldur's Gate 3 is very pretty. It mm. uses the engine that they did for the Original Sin Two and that was exceedingly fast. It mm. did things like it set the basically you could set things on fire, like the floor or yeah. Water and that would add da- extra damage through electricity, and it was so it was like normally five e, but it had a lot of stuff like you shoved as a bonus action, mm. which was absolutely wild with your level one characters because it made mm. them amazingly a lot more powerful, mm. and uh, a lot of people complained about that, and they they've to- they and they toned it down quite a bit, so yeah. it obeys more strictly the rules of fifth edition. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Lester actually came at it from a different approach in that when I first played it, if you were in dim light or something like that, you had disadvantage on your attacks. Which mm. is which is a lot tougher than your basic five E. So yeah, a lot yeah. of So Slaster was kind of like five E on hard mode. The Slaster was five E and your GM was a bit foaming at the mouth with rapid. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like Slaster is very clearly grid-based. Mm. Like when there is any combat or something, you can see the grids on the floor. Whereas Baldur's Gate, it's like got like one of those arrows which tells you roughly how far you moved. So, mm-hmm. I would say the Slaster, when I played it uh, and have played it, is very much more your tactical game. And it's really leans heavily into a lot of fifth edition. It's mm. not a perfect port; there are some problems with it, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. Okay. So, Portals Gate Three is more story-driven in some respects, I would argue, mm-hmm. and so you have a bunch of characters, and each of them has like uh, an individual story that they go with, which is mm-hmm. again very strongly what they did with the Divinity games. Uh, mm-hmm. So you choose like a pre-gen character, or you can make your own character. If yeah. you make your own character, you don't get like a story.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Whereas in Salasta, you make the whole party and you choose their own individual stories. Mm-hmm. Or you choose their own individual things like it's the backgrounds which give you a story out of it? Yeah. So which game do you prefer? I don't know. That is a quite a tough one actually. I think it sort of depends what mood I'm in. Like, if I'm feeling very uh, what did what did Paul Hughes call me? He called me lawful gridded. <laughs> 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 I'm like damn Paul <laughs> mm, Lawful gridded. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, Well I'm feeling very lawful gridded, by which I'm going to interpret it, meaning I'm feeling very rules-written, I want to know, I want to really think about what I'm going to be doing, and planning everything out, and getting tactics just right, and mm. using System Mastery, or 5th edition, then Slaster hands that much mm. easier to that, it lends itself to that sort of tactical thinking play very mm. happily. Okay. And my experience with Bald Escape 3, which, as I say, is several months out of date, and I know they have made changes, yeah. um, it's very much more, like, more of your standard computer RPG. Mm. With, like, uh, the Forgotten Realms plastered on over the top.
2: Yeah. I'm just looking at Sluster now. I don't think it is available for the Mac.
3: Oh, mate. So I can't Forgotten. play it. And
2: it oh. sounds like I
3: would really like it as well. I, I think you might, actually. It's mm. it, it's so crunchy. And one of the things it does amazingly well is it makes. Because when we first heard about this, because I remember, actually, that which is how much of an impression it made to me, mm. they were talking about verticality. Yeah. Being a key game like And in many respects, yeah. Well, yeah
2: I was going to mention that. So is that notably different between the two games?
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, again, just in my experience, like, you know, you, you do crawl up and down things in Baldur's Gate 3, but mm-hmm. in Solasta, it definitely rewards the studying the terrain. Yeah. Uh, not because you're making it explode, which is very much the BG <laughs> 3 mm-hmm. approach as I played it, but because that will give you, like, you know, different places to manoeuvre to and yeah. it's for the exploration the finding treasure the working out a cunning way to do the part i think, I think the sort of verticality thing with me
2: is yeah. in some games you've got the illusion of verticality mm. but really it's just just a sort of it, it is still flat and it's just mm. tricks of gra- it's just graphic tricks yeah. but when you have actual verticality a character can actually be directly above the other and in a lot of things hmm. which it says it's got verticality, you can't actually do that. Like the the terrain will be engineered to make sure you can't
3: actually directly have one directly above the other ever. Oh yeah, I mean you can. Like the verticality here would be. Because... Oh, it is available on macOS. Oh, oh. Hey. Well, hey. I find yourself wanting
2: a bit. I, I I will definitely 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 be giving that a try then. Fantastic. Cure. Cool. Yeah, it was released in 2021 on macOS. Wow,
3: November yeah. 2021. Well, wow. You're only
2: two
3: years okay. behind. Uh, yeah. This will be nice and packed, <laughs> today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. The DLC is good for it as well.
0: They've
3: mm. uh, got all of the. But so before we left the verticality, you can't mm-hmm. you can't stand on the ceiling, but mm-hmm. you can run up and down the walls yeah. and attack from there. I think the one of the things I've noticed most about it. Is that you don't have any weapons with reach? Mm. You know that old ten foot thing. Because I I do like a polearm, me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, we all like a polearm. I what well, can I say? Noted murder cutlerian enthusiast mm. that I am. Uh, <laughs> I I do I do enjoy those, and yeah, just not not been finding them.
0: Yeah,
3: in either game Oh, or- well, they. I don't I don't actually know about Baldur's Gate Three. I didn't see any when I was playing it. But it mm. was less important. Yeah, they could. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I think maybe they have problems implementing that sort of thing. Mm. So I think I'd be quite interested to see if they implemented feats in Baldur's Gate Three mm. because I haven't seen those yet. In Celeste, they do have feats. They've got quite a mm. wide right selection, but uh, uh, they don't have gra- they don't have grappling either. Mm. It's basically you can shove someone down or you can shove someone away. Yeah. choices. And I uh, in fact can you shove some more? Not sure actually. I oh, forgot right in Boulder's Gate. Uh shoving away is definitely a thing and shoving down mm. is definitely a thing. Okay. Um okay. I don't know if that's still the case. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking forward to people breaking out the old grappling ropes with uh expertise in athletics because that's always mm. that's mm-hmm. never not funny. Yeah. So would you say like
2: Boulder's Gate hews closer to the five evils than Slaster does then?
3: Uh, no, Slasser, definitely. Well, slasser's closer. Much closer,
2: yeah. Oh, I see, okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, it's just the implementation of grappling and shoving. That, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember seeing any polons. If there had been any polons, well, I would totally pick them up. So mm. I don't think I can't see them. Hmm. Mm. Okay. All right. So what are the other main differences between them then? We touched on graphics. uh different, sorts so, of different so all of skate's prettier, did you say? Much prettier. Yeah. yeah, okay. Like... Not gonna lie, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's a small French company. Some of your characters are funny looking.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, I.
3: I uh, but on the other hand, you can now play Dragon ball, You can play Tieflings, and uh, that's pretty cool. In Slaster. In Slaster, yes. In Slaster, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Uh, I think you can play Dragon. I'd expect you to be able to play Dragon Ball in Ball the Game Three. Mm. But generally, I think the idea is you probably want to play one of the existing characters so you get like full story experience yeah so the story is they've probably got better storytelling in board mm. 3 like yeah I mean
2: I they've mean, got uh, so they've got, got the whole good. of like wizard's lore to draw on yeah. as well haven't they yeah. and also they, that's that's got stuff in it that presumably can't be in Slaster like all the mind player stuff can't be in Slaster
3: well, well indeed. precisely yeah yeah pretty sure game better storytelling Less satisfying for combat, but Slaster I keep coming back to. Mm. I have 227 hours on celeste Wow, that's... I have never played a game that long. I don't think I've ever played a game for... Oh, God. <laughs> 227 hours. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that includes some pre-release stuff. But mm. yeah, I played it for a couple of times. I played it through with friends. Mm. Um, and there's a new DLC that I'm also hopping in and out of. Mm. Uh, which okay. goes up to the mid teens, sounds to me like Saster is the one I want to check out. Yeah, I would say, like you know, adjust your expectations accordingly. It doesn't have the same high budget feel, but it's very D and D, and I do like the story and the setting. There, mm. it's really interesting. I won't do any spoilers, but they got some fairly interesting monsters which are quite, mm. quite, quite meaty, and it's it it will challenge you. Mm. Like yeah, you know, so do, do be aware of that and. Uh, I also really like the... Oh, and it's got... The journeys are much better. There's no journeys that I'm aware of in Baldur's Gate I 3. Okay. You, you walk around the screen, yeah? Mm-hmm. But when you go from map to map, I I don't really think that's a thing. So how do journeys work in Silashto then? Oh, um, you go into like a sort of big overland map. Mm-hmm. You click a place, and then your people are crafting away using a dice-rolling challenge skill system, which mm-hmm. would be infinite tedium to implement at the table but, but you don't care because it's, yeah, yeah. it's, like, oh, no, it's great it's yeah. great it's great yeah. and um, you're going along it like has like a little constant pile of random events that are coming up mm. like uh you meet someone you're playing dice someone's doing push-ups right. uh, people are having political discussions about the principality of masgarth uh band mm-hmm. they're not really one to interact with per se Although there is a modding community, and they are releasing mm. more and more support. So yeah. I recall you were quite keen on Neverwinter Nights. I enjoyed it yeah, a lot, yeah. Yeah, that, that's probably one of the major things. They are releasing a lot of assets to make your own dungeons, and there are some campaigns, and they mm. are continuing to release assets. Yeah. So uh, I like the opportunities for, shockingly... Homebrew and hacking. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's the last report to you. Hi there, right? <laughs> yeah. What,
2: what? PJ Coffee likes mm-hmm. homebrew and hacking? Really? <laughs> oh, this. I've just found it on Steam. I'm going to buy it right now, live on air. Should I just buy Celeste or there's
3: the bundle? Uh, quite, quite a bit more. Yeah, uh, it's. Ooh, like, uh, it's tricky. It depends what like extras you want. You can always, you can always just buy it and then. Get, get the base game and then get base game. Look. See if
2: I like it, and then buy the extra bits separately.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, or we'll see if you are looking because, like I say, the DLC includes the extra stuff. Like, there is extra species, there is extra classes, mm-hmm. uh, there is extra subclasses.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, so a, a lot of the fun for me. Oh, that, that is a major difference in Celeste. You choose your party of four yeah. at the start, yeah, and you design them from the ground up. Whereas mm-hmm. in Baldur's Gate three, you get like one person, right, and then you come across a companion, you build it up slowly, but a surprising amount of the game is like, you know, you just like two people or join no mates, whereas getting up to four is trickier. Mm. So it sort of feels... So I don't like Baldur's Gate 3, because I can't bring my own character that I've made into it. Mm. Um, I mean, I do like a lot of it. It's got like a lot of... And there's a lot of side quests, and the stories will be good, so I'm looking mm. forward to enjoying it for the story, but it's like less D&D me. Right. It's like sort of D&D has a performance. Mm. I mean, I'm sounding like I don't like World of Decet 3. I do like World of Gate 3. I'm very much looking forward to playing it. Mm. It's just like, um, I'm expecting more of a divinity experience where there's like a bunch of stories and find out what those are and I will be not entirely clueless about how the mechanics of the RPG work, which is my normal case with computer games. I can't be bothered learning all that.
2: Well, I guess Baldur's Gate 3 also is if you're really into D&D lore mm. and Forgotten Realms lore and stuff, yeah, that would be more to your taste, whereas oh. I'm not. That's not
3: my, uh, my particular oh, thing. Oh, so. yeah. You're not you're not going to find Forgotten Realms lore in Slaster, so
2: that yeah. would be... I did see a, there was a video about how you can explore the entirety of Baldur's Gate or something, the city of Baldur's Gate, going oh, yeah. around this week, oh, like okay. a tra-
3: a video trailer of some kind. Oh, yeah. I, d- I don't know anything about that. I've been trying to avoid spoilers. Mm. um because i just played like i think i think the level cap was 5
0: mm. when i
3: last played it and now it's up to maybe 10 right right uh, so lassac goes up to 16 if you get the dlc purchases yeah. so you're actually getting it at a really good time because you could play the whole party well, i have just purchased it it's yeah. now purchased i now own it you you could if you wish go all the way up to level 16 which could be quite 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 oh. right yeah because I, I i really am enjoying it. oh in fact there's two DLCs there's the lost valley mm-hmm. which i think i think you have to buy with a separate party oh.
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah they're both really good the story campaign lost valley is very open world there's there's basically free campaigns for selasta right now and there there was there's still 0.8 or hopefully to be 1.0 uh, in august for this okay. that's very, okay. standard.
2: yeah right well selasta is currently downloading marvelous yeah It'll take a while. It's at uh, 0% so
3: far. <laughs> 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 I'm going to pause it for now. I'll download it later. Yeah, yeah. Less, less internet. It's not yeah. just it's hard to fall over. No, yeah. oh, why? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to giving that
2: a try now. Definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. But but your recommendation of the two is Slaster over Borders
3: Gate, personally. I, I mean, it depends what you like. I like them both. I'm, yeah. I am I have been having a very good time with Slaster. Mm. I expect to have a very good time with Borders Gate. Yeah. Because like the, uh, I can't remember the name of the studio. They, they, yeah, they done like a proper, properly good game. I very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like the exploration and the combat are very, very good in Slaster. The mm-hmm. it's not very pretty, but you can do a lot of customization, which I quite mm-hmm. enjoy. They're just tactical like, adventures is the company that made it. Of course it is. Yeah, tactical mm-hmm. adventures. Yeah, no, they're a French company. Very good. They do. Lots of localization in different languages. Borderscape three. Mm. I expect to be flashier, and I expect to go around discovering new things. Is there anything else to say about them? Um, yeah. How much does? Uh, I, I I don't know if I can see it, but how much was the Uh Twenty four ninety nine. I just paid for it. Yeah. And how much is Bordersgate?
2: Um Borderscape three is forty nine ninety nine. There we go. Found it. Right. So it's twice. It's twice the price.
3: Yeah. So oh, there you go. Yeah twice the price, it's not finished yet, so if you need to play D&D right now, uh, Selassar yeah. is definitely the way to go. Yeah, fair enough. So, the, like, the TLCs will cost you, but you can sort of buy them in installments or as more ones you like. Mm-hmm. The subclasses are very different. They're mm-hmm. all homebrew. They're, there's there's the ones from the OGL SRD, yeah? Mm-hmm. They are all in Selassar, but then they've homebrewed the rest of them. So, I don't like playing a fighter in Solaster. Are they kind of the same, just renamed, or are they totally different?
2: Oh, they're very different. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. interesting. So, what have we got then? Because if they're using the OGL, there's only one subclass per class Correct. that's available, isn't there? Yeah. For third parties to use, so yeah. they'll have had, so they have presumably got those in.
3: Yeah. So and got then the made up, fighter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then made up their own ones for the rest of them.
3: Yeah. Uh, they've tweaked the berserker, mm. so you're not having to roll versus exhaustion every battle. I mm. Which is I got. I think it's like a. They give you a DC 10 saving throw or something,
0: mm-hmm. which
3: is a lot better. Mm. You've got the Dragon Blooded Sorcerer, one of the clerics. I think it's Life, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I would not pay attention, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you have, I think, Circle of the Land Druid rather than the Moon Druid, mm. which was a big disappointment because I do like my own mm. Ro- the Moon Druids. Maybe shape changing is a little more difficult to do. Yeah. Right, I, I believe you have. I think you've got Thief rather than Assassin. Right. um, or So maybe that. I, don't know, is that, I thought it was the Assassin that was the OGL one. Yeah. Don't, know, don't know.
2: Yeah. Well,
3: whatever. But, uh, yeah,
2: okay. That's interesting. So, yeah, so in in some respects, like, um, Slaster does have to deviate away from Core 5e just because yeah. it hasn't got access to certain things. So yeah. that's going to be feats and that's going to be subclasses sort of the things
3: that. Yeah. And yeah. monsters. I mean, it's got access to I mean, all the monsters, but a lot of most monsters, apart from a handful, yeah, yeah. I mean, I gotta say they they released for their Kickstarter backers
0: mm. a
3: um like a little primer of the world, but you can't mm. get that anymore. I am quite curious to see what's in it because a lot of the a lot of these creatures, I could probably back engineer them, but they are quite fun to look at. Mm. Like you, I, you know what? I'm not gonna spoil it for you because I'm not okay. Good.
2: I'm I gonna play it. I'm gonna play Celeste.
3: Yeah, you can have a guitar. That is a thing. What I am gonna do? I'm just gonna remind you. That's right. Mm-hmm. You start off at level one. Mm-hmm. There are gonna be goblins. Mm-hmm. Be careful, right? Because they will mess All you right. up. All right. All <laughs> right? Goblins are really dangerous. And also, the computer does not does not does not play like a human GM. Mm. It's kind of vicious. So if you go down, oh. they they will be like, "Oh, you went down." Oh. Throw a couple of extra things into you to make sure you stay down. Like, <laughs> okay, oh, fair. fair. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you should. It'll be a great experience, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
2: All right. All right I up. think we're done. All yeah, that's what i got to say. Yeah. All right, fair. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll report back when I've played it and tell you yeah, what I think. Yeah, that'd be really good. I'd look forward to All hearing right. about it. Okay. Let's get out of here, shall All
3: we? All right. So this, that, that's, uh, that's the end of this yeah. five year run so far.
2: Yeah. Next week we should have one or more Jessicas back. One or more. Okay
3: that right, is factually correct? I, I mean, <laughs> unless she's visiting a cloning facility in order to love the amount One or more. <laughs> Probably one. At least one <laughs> Jessica will be around. But at least university. one Jessica will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah, right, yeah. right, all right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bye.
1: Apparently I now have to read this to you. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to Morris at gmail dot com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here.
2: I loved Night Rider when I was a kid. Yeah, I quite good as well. Night Rider, the A-Team, uh, wolf all that stuff. Yeah, it's street walk with the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. but we are digressing the sad yeah. thing is I can remember all the theme tunes <laughs> you don't get theme tunes like that anymore you don't get theme tunes that you remember anymore yeah, lack
0: of full orchestras.